What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Dented Cans. It's your host, Mike Fenoya. Thank you guys for joining. If you're having a good time, share, subscribe, rate, review. It goes a long way. Uh, November 31st, New Year's Eve, I am going to be at Mohegan Sun Comics Roadhouse doing two shows on New Year's Eve. You can go to comicsroadhouse.com for tickets um, and a bunch of other dates coming up in January. Today on the podcast, we got my buddy Sergio Chacon. He's amazing. Hilarious comic, but motivates the hell out of me with his uh, videos of him working out in the morning, um, running in the rain with his cane corso. Uh, he's a good dude, and I've been dying to chat with him. So you'll love him, and uh, go follow him everywhere. As always, we're sponsored by Sunset Lake CBD. Amazing CBD products from Burlington, Vermont. Uh, lately, I've been using the uh, Recovery CBD Lotion. Uh, it's got, got a lot of jasmine in it, I think, or something like that. It feels really good. But go to sunsetlakecbd.com and use promo code DENTED, D-E-N-T-E-D, for 20% off at checkout. That's sunsetlakecbd.com, promo code DENTED, for 20% off. Thank you, and we'll see you soon. Peace. Wu-Tang. De La Soul. We fit the description of two middle-aged men. <laughs> we do. Now that's what I call hip-hop. <laughs> yeah. For real, dude. Yeah. yeah, dog. And which, by the way, it's always good to see you, but I'm happy that you wore a hat because I definitely was self-conscious. I was like, is he going to be bald and I'm bald? Now we got two boneheads on the mic. That's you know? actually why I wore it because yeah, I, I want to be do. a good host. Yeah. You know what I mean? We got to offset it a little bit. I want bit. you to be comfortable, you know? You know what's funny? I was hosting a show one time and another bald comic was like, are you going to wear your hat? And just to fuck with him, I was like, I'm not sure you haven't made up my mind. <laughs> and he was like sweating. He didn't know whether it's For not. Real? He was going to buy a hat and run to the Do you stage. talk about being bald on stage? Not really. No. Nah. See, I started wearing a hat on stage to stop myself from talking about being bald. Yeah. Because I felt like it was like a thing where I had to go like, oh, yeah, obviously I look like whatever, January 6th bullshit. And I'm just like, no, fuck that. Yeah, stop you, doing you go that into, shit. You go into stuff that you're not like really happy with. And the thing is, like there's a certain age group of uh, audience members that just kind of feel bad for you. Yes. And they look at you like, I don't have that problem. Oh, they got this glorious, yeah. They got this glorious hair that just falls onto the tabletop, just like flowing manes, yeah, dude. Yeah, I once, I once had a friend. He was a barber, and he had this freaking majestic straight hair. And but he used to put it up in a bun a lot, like a samurai bun. And one day we went to a dive bar. Yeah. And he was like, "Yo, yo," he talked like this. He was like, "Yo, the woman loved my hair." I was like, oh, really? And, you know, so I went to the bathroom and I came out and he let his hair loose and it was draped over like two tables. No, yeah, it was, was that like a, long? Yeah, it was like fucking the, the Puerto Rican Rapunzel. <laughs> this fucking, and women were like petting it. Rapundito? Yeah, Rapundito. <laughs> <laughs> what a dick, dude. What a dick, bro. Just to show it up. I used to have beautiful hair. Did, did I ever you? show? Oh my God, luscious. Oh, shit. You did, did you it miss at one it? point. Did you miss your hair? You know what I miss, dude? I miss having options. Mm. We don't have a lot of options. You know what nah, I mean? Man, like, we got we got we got we got to flip it and bounce it with some hats. That's it. Did you yeah. ever? And I don't like. Hat. You ever wore a dumb hat on stage and felt self-conscious? I'm trying so hard to find a hat that I like. <laughs> oh my god! I got the split in the middle. Yeah, man, that was my hippie mushroom selling days, dude. Look at that. Yeah, I'll have to send that to you, Mike, so we can put that on there. Yeah, I mean, so, did you see it? That's a lot. Yeah, I mean, you look a little <laughs> bit like you definitely will, will be in a in a mosh pit. And then ride your skateboard home, and then play. Uh, what's that? Hacky sack. You got two of the three right. Okay. No mosh pit. It uh, was more. I'm in the back tripping on mushrooms, and uh, yeah, that was me. 
Me and you are a lot of like me and like we could like kind of immerse ourselves in different cultures. You ever been to, you ever been like in a freaking dirtbag spot where it's like so yeah element and you're like what the hell am I doing here? It's picture this early two thousand. I had Air Ones white on white crispy. Mm. You know maybe had a toothbrush in my back pocket to keep them crispy. Yes right? yes yes. And yeah. I'm in a yo I'm in a dirtbag spot called the Cock. That's the name of the and uh, wait in the East Village. Yes. The, was that a gay bar? Yes. Yes. I lived right around the corner from yes. there. Yes. Now it wasn't. Uh, that night, I don't remember it being. It was a gay bar, but I think they had like uh, maybe some sort of alternative band. Yeah, but yeah. dogs. I got caught up in a whirlwind of a mosh pit, oh, and this no. lady, you know, this young lady with fucking dreads and hairy underarm pits that spoke Spanish, weird <laughs> clamshells in the dreads, starts pushing me, and I was like, "Yo, watch my head, watch this! I can't be involved in this! I can't be involved!" Holy in this. shit, dude! Yeah, at the cock. It, it wasn't even named the cock; it just had a silhouette. The big red cock yeah. on the outside. Yeah, it was one. I just called it the cock yeah, because it's I, like, I, what I the fuck else does. is the rooster or whatever, man? Uh -huh. I'd walk by that place every now and then, walking home from the stand when I. I lived in the East Village, which I don't miss. Yeah. I used to miss it, and now I'm like, fuck, I go in the East Village, and I'm like, I can't believe I lived here. Dogs, it's yeah, a, I mean, it, it, it is uh, it, it is like the Disney world for, like, college kids drinking and shit, and people, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's that type of scene right now. Yo, it's like kids whose parents pay their rent. Yeah, for sure. And they're just, like, getting that last two or three years of, like, dad's credit card out. In the East Village, mm -hmm. SantaCon bullshit, yeah, dog. pissing on cars and shit, just acting a fool. And I hate, as I drive into the city, you do too, right? Yeah. And I hate, like, pedestrian confidence at 3 in the morning because we're leaving clubs. Yeah. They're like, they go, oh, guy. Yeah, whoa, 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 slow down, killer. I wish I could have one day. Just grand theft, this fucking whole, just drive, just fucking hitting, just I know, dog. Just take out some fucking. I, I don't drive at night like that. I also park is another situation for me because I'm Sergio Fiat Cone. I drive a Fiat. Oh no, with, a, with a, 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 an Italian Mastiff in the back. What? So I, I can find parking anywhere. And if it gets too hard out in the streets, you like Austin Powers. Dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was bring the car in the crib. Just yeah, you do. Throw that shit on my shoulder. How um how far are you from like you live out of the city now? You yeah, split in so, time. Yeah, I'm splitting time. I got a place out that's an hour up. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, Me yeah. too. I'm in Connecticut now. Right? Yeah, and I'm worried about shit that I never worried about. Termites, wasps, raccoons, which I'm fascinated by those creatures. Raccoons are pretty dope. I saw one of my uh and my camera and my ring camera and oh. the hands are special like he was just opening the garbage I was like I'm not gonna really fuck with him too much I like his hands dude I love <laughs> <Those> <laughs> I fuck with his hands talk about dirtbag my old man when he he used to kill raccoons in the gar in the garbage with cube steaks do you remember cube steaks no I'm not sure what they that were is. just square they were steaks that almost looked like Wendy's hamburgers okay they were like the garbage of steaks they were like almost spam. Like if spam was a was a cow, so so and put some poison in there. And he would put ammonia on it, and then he would put it in the garbage, right on top of the garbage. Wow. And then he, like we'd find him the next day, like eh, like all rigor mortis. They're, like, they're cunning creatures. Every time I've uh, you know I've crossed paths with one, they like stared at me. Oh yeah, they don't fuck around. They don't, dude. Like yeah, I mean you know with their with their fingers pressed together, like what we doing out here? <laughs> a little bit. Like I'm like nah, nothing. You know I'm just uh, taking a stroll. Dude, you love animals, and that's why I was stoked to talk to you because I do too, and I live up in the woods a little. bit. Bit. It's weird to get used to, right? So the day we moved into my house, my wife and I are sitting out on the back patio, taking a break. A mouse runs up the chimney, and a hawk comes from the woods and goes, grabs the mouse, takes back off. I'm like, yo, it's fucking nature. Yeah, it's amazing. Then I see like three, four mice run up, five, six run down, and I'm like, that's a lot of mice. They're fucking in our in our attic, infested with mice. 
like there we had a mouse fucking problem dude. Yeah. so we had to get a, an exterminator to come right then all of a sudden we started getting these black flies like those big fat like yeah i'd rather have the mice than the flies Bob. i hate flies yeah. dude man i was feeling like this place is fucking gross and haunted and shit i moved in during the pandemic yeah and um Turned out there was just like some dead shit in the walls and we had to get rid yeah, of it. Yeah, and once you fix it, it's fine. But dealing with that is, is you know, it's jarring. We have, we have uh, possum. We have fox, bobcats. We got like five, six bobcats in the backyard. We had a six foot rat snake. And you like snakes. Yeah, yeah. I, I, fu I fuck some rat snakes. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. I like the way you like adjust yourself in the chair. I that makes you all comfortable. Snakes, dude. I hate snakes. Yeah, a lot of people do. I think I'm, I'm attracted to these animals because it feels like. I, um, I'm in a special place where I can work with them and I see the beauty in them. And that attracts me to them. Like, it's not everyone's cup of tea. And I like to introduce people to these animals and hopefully get them to see, like, wow, they're not that bad. Yeah, you no. Know, they're not I'm, bad at all. I've always been a dog guy, and I wish I wasn't. I'm, I'm so scared of snakes, dude. I don't know what it is. When I was a little kid, I hit one with the lawnmower. I think lawnmower. it's ingrained in, 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 in sort of a, in our DNA, like dude, like the uh, Adam Bible, and Eve. yeah, Bible scripture and shit. Yeah. You know, just stuff that's been. But I'm a know. devil worshiper, so. <laughs> yeah, Anton don't you LeVay. think I would be? I am. Yo, you know Anton? Yeah, I might have read a book or two. Meanwhile, he only had a book or two. A book or two. <laughs> what do you think it's like worshiping the devil? Do you like the devil I, church? Is like it's just like it's, it's all, it feels like it gets tiring, right? Like, yeah, because this is what I do. You it's know, a you gotta wear a black heavy robe in the middle of summer. Yeah, he's got August be like, heat. Yeah, it feels like you being like a Trump a supporter. Ass. It's like very tiring. Yeah, you know what it's I mean? A lot. It's like it's exhausting. It's exhausting. Like, it's exhausting. like most religions, you just go for an hour and then forget about it. But like yeah. devil worshippers gotta like dogs. You know? I mean, I feel like you gotta wear cloaks. Yeah, I'm every not now and then on special occasions, bring a sword out with you or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's right, right. Like, seems like when a lot. The moon is right. Yeah. Um, I, I, how do you find that? Like when you first were you always into animals as a kid? Was it like you were always fucking with? Like, yeah, yeah, but and, and just to like take a step back, I had an experience too when I moved into the house. So it was like, you know, it's an yeah, old yeah. house, and we had a bat, mm. and you know, I was fascinated. I was like, ooh, and I and I put on some rubber gloves, and I and I cupped it against the wall, and it was like, ee, ee, ee. it was the cutest thing, man. It was like a it was like a mouse with wings. Yeah, it is. And I had this little sharp teeth. He was so pissed off. He's like. Ee, ee, ee. And I didn't know how to release him, so I released him like a dove. I was like, <laughs> I was like babe, what did I do? I just like released it. <laughs> and then it was like, like the wing was all stuck, and, and it flew away right back into the house. It the right into the house? <laughs> yeah, he said, I'm here to stay, brother. I'm here to stay. Yeah. I had in our first house that we got, my wife and I, um, when we lived in this, I don't feel comfortable. In, I don't feel comfortable anywhere. <laughs> I don't feel comfortable with my own skin, hence why I'm drinking vodka at 6 p.m. <laughs> I don't feel comfortable on Earth. I don't know. I don't like this. I like this city because you could just kind of be anonymous and, like, you don't have to talk to people. But I also like the suburbs because, like, you have space and, like, I could walk my dog in the woods. I love seeing videos of you and your pup in the woods. And I like that, but I don't like talking to people. And I don't like how everybody's kind of, like... In your business well, and shit. In the suburbs. In the suburbs. I, I do like the connection of saying hello to somebody, but there are times I just kind of want to bury my head down. And But it's very pronounced because everyone kind of says hello, and I don't want to be a dick, so I force myself to do it. And connection is good, although there are times I don't want to do it. There's been times I might even know somebody, and I'll wait for another elevator if I see them in the lobby. <laughs> no, absolutely, dude. Fucking of course. Almost a train. <laughs> 
<laughs> I miss a train. Totally, dude. Totally. Absolutely. I've missed trains for sure yeah, because I don't want to. Right, I'm like, this is going to be a long. Oh, what, what are you up to? Yeah. Do you ever like leave a club at the same time and you're like, I don't want to. Yeah. We're going to split a cab. I've gone around the block and yeah, just Yeah, you forgot stood. something. Now you're back in Kochek and I'm outside, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. It sucks. We were, um, we moved into this house and uh, I went to play softball one night and my neighbor calls me. And he goes, you've got you've got bats in your house. He's like, it's dusk, and I'm watching all the bats fly out of your uh, the easement, right? Like where the where the siding meets, whatever. And it's a cul-de-sac, right. and like literally, I sneeze, and the neighbor two houses down is like, God bless you. Of course, it's like of course, hilarious. Somehow worse than Queens, but yeah. better. I don't know. And um, we go up in the attic with this guy. He lifts up the insulation, and dude, it was like. Uh, all bats like oh, i couldn't shit. see the wood it was just all that's bats. wild and i'm like yo we're leaving like i'm not there's no fucking way and he goes i got this yeah. so what he did was he put like at night they would all go out and eat the mosquitoes mm. and then they would bring food back in for like the babies that were sleeping under whatever what he would do is he would put like once they all left he put this like reflective thing so the bats couldn't figure out how to get back in dumb motherfuckers yeah dumb motherfuckers <laughs> is right and then he goes i i he, i go where do they go though and he goes into your neighbors. <laughs> and then he literally drove down a dead end and put his card in like everybody's fucking door and was like, Yeah, it's someone else's problem. Three now. weeks later, I see him at the neighbor's house. And yeah. then I see him at the neighbor's house. What yeah, a grift. You, you just like peek through your window. Your neighbor has both hands on his hips. Uh, <laughs> you're yeah, just you pissed know? off at me. Yeah, I'm calling him like, Yeah, Yo, you got a fucking, you got a bat problem, <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, you got bats, bro. You got bats, bro. <laughs> bats are great, except their shit is ex incredibly toxic. Yeah. Guano. Yeah, I mean, that's a it, great it, name like for the, shit. Rano? Guano. Guano. Did you know that's what it's called? Yeah, I mean, I thought that was, um, I guess, yeah, gu yeah, I've actually he have heard that. I wouldn't have been remembered until you brought it up. Guano. Yeah, and again, it's in. It, it, Ace Ventura, when, uh, number two. Number two. It's Guano. It's Guano. guano. That's the only reason I know it. <laughs> it yeah, sounds what? like, a, it sounds like, like, like something that goes on, like, street tacos in, like, San Diego. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Some it sounds guano. slippery and wet. Yeah, it does, yeah, definitely. Guano. Something with avocado in it. Yeah, yeah, with maybe some seeds in it. Just the snakes shit? Yeah, they take huge shits. I wish I would. I might have a picture at my disposal, but I could definitely put, put pick it up. Uh, I could definitely send you one. They, I have an eight foot uh, python that takes a shit like a Kanye Corso. Actually, his shit is bigger than a Kanye Corso. No. Cause you gotta imagine, I'll feed him a rabbit every couple of weeks or something. And you, you know, feed him a rabbit. Thorn. Yeah, my wife is very accepting. At one time, I had all the rodents <laughs> for the snakes in next to the pastelas and popsicles. And then one day she was like, "That's enough. We need to get a freezer." So I got a separate freezer for all the snake food. Wow. But they take huge shits. Uh, the uh, the the and the 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 python takes huge shit like once a month. Once a month it yeah. shits, and they pee a lot. Do they? They got little dicks. They got hemipenes. That's what they're called. Really? Yeah, they're internal, and then they pop out when they're ready for some action, baby. No shit. Yeah. Have you ever watched Snakes Fuck? I have seen it on online. That's what I do when I don't have spots. <laughs> That's your... I, I, I lay on my belly with my feet crossed watching Snakes Fuck. <laughs> Tummy time. I watch Snakes Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude that's so cool you're so you are always you've always been such like an interesting cat to me because we had a conversation about anxiety and shit a little while back and you were like talking about how working out you need it you Absolutely. like totally need it and your videos make me so 
motivated and then exhausted and then mad at myself <laughs> well i appreciate the, the the motivating factor in it because sometimes it does feel self-indulging but i do get a lot of those me messages and i do it for myself too to help myself uh, hold myself accountable and uh you know i kind of keep a, a log of what i'm doing and let me tell you something man when i work out and i got that release everything just becomes more manageable. And I just try to keep it as simple as that, dog. Yeah, dude. It's just like, it's simple as that. And early early in the day is is what you... I try to get it done early in the You're day. You're running in the fucking rain. Yeah, You're I'll running just freaking in do, like, it. I'll just do it. So I got, I, you know, and, and I, I try to adopt the, uh, adopt the mentality where it's like, whatever... Uh, it's taken from me. There's a gain there. So I got foot surgery. I got I got I got whack ass feet, bro. I got the feet of some of a woman who wore heels most of her life. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean dogs. I got bunion, flat feet. All and of I, yeah, metasalgia is like it feels like a screws in the middle of my foot all the time. Yeah, so I'm going for surgery next Friday. So I'm already prepping my mind, where it's like, I'll just do upper body workouts, read a lot of books, eat well. Yeah, I'm gonna be out of commission. I'm gonna be that dude with the boot. Yeah, I'm having, are you I'm, gonna have the, the like the half cane, half no, like, it's just the wagon? Boot. No, I, I, that fucking wagon. I don't I'm like gonna, that leg wagon. I don't like it. It, it annoys me. It In annoys fact, me it too. It does a little more than that. It infuriates me. Does it infuriate you? <laughs> yeah. Makes you want to break the other leg? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is this? So, what are you getting done? I'm getting it. Bunya is a minimally invasive surgery. So, they're gonna put two screws on the bunion and like straighten it out. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and I gotta man. do it, man, because it's like. One one toes on top of the other, like mm. like a dude on the first day trying to make that move. He's like this holding <laughs> close, and now I got an indentation on the other toe. Like you it know. looks like the day after Thanksgiving, like dogs. when they're just like trying to get into the store. Yeah, dogs. your toes are just fucking running. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's whack. So I got you know, I, I just try to uh, always see the uh, the positive in it, you know. And it's time with the family. I'm I'll be uh, at home a lot, but I'm not looking forward to being laid up for that long. No. And now I'm going to have to go on stage and maybe have a bit about the boot if I go on stage with a the boot. A boot bit. Yeah, you're going to need it. A boot it. bit. You're going to have to have one. <laughs> a boot. A boot bit. Yeah, I can't just be fucking on stage and not address the boot. No. Although I have been on stage before and I had a parakeet on my shoulder and I did 30 minutes. Never said anything about the parakeet. You got a parakeet to stay on your shoulder for 30 minutes? That's a good set. <laughs> I'm well, I am trained the parakeet well. You trained your... You, you had a no, no, that's a dream that I want to come true. Oh! I want to do that at the lounge at the Can I uh, Oh, you want to do... Mm -hmm. You should do a special with a parakeet on your shoulder. <laughs> and then at the end, you feed it to your fucking And it's a ball parakeet. This, this, this little... Because it's stress. This, this ball <laughs> Imagine if it was just... It heckled you. It was like Otto and George, but <sighs> like you just have like a heckling parakeet. You suck. It's like, that sucked. Yeah. It just rips I on you. I don't need that. I'm already in my head. I've already got the, the Do you have a lot head. of that? Yeah, yeah. I think it happens when um, I'm not creating enough and I um, take things for granted. I think it's a lot of self shit. Mm. You know, it's like it's nothing outside. It's definitely me. I'm just overthinking stuff and I'm not r taking enough chances. Yeah. When I take chances, I definitely feel a lot more fresh. Yeah. I think that's all where it stems from. Yep. You know, when, so, so comfort is your enemy. Yeah. Like, listen, I like, you know, I, I want, I'm the same way. Yeah, I, I, I like to uh, be comfortable, but, you know, I think creatively, you, we have to be careful with that stuff. Yeah. You know, like, this, whatever you think is funny, or just do, you know? Yeah, dude, totally. And, you know, it's like, it's funny because I'm trying to write new shit now because I put out the special or whatever, and I'm going out on the road. I asked Big J, I'm like, can I go out and just, like, go out on the road with and you? I'm and I'm sure he's bomb. like, well, yeah, do and your he's thing. Like, God, of course, because yeah. we're good buddies. And it's like, I like that I'm going out with him because it's forcing me to do jokes because he does crowd work. Mm -hmm. And I'm not just going and, like, wasting time. Like, I go out on the road with him, and I'm like, all right, I have five 25-minute sets. 
get out of this weekend with like at least like five to seven minutes or a new joke or two. It's very hard. Or something. It's hard though. Yes. I commend you for doing that shit. Because every weekend I tell myself when I'm on the stuff on the road when I'm doing that. And it's maybe one bit per show, and then it's like I get scared of it if it doesn't get the response, you know. And then you're like, do you have that? Th I get that thing where it's like, fuck, man, these people paid for a show, like a I gotta bit, make them laugh. But then I'm like, you know, I, you know, we gotta understand that we've been doing it long enough, and confidence perseveres, right? So you're right. Like, get confident with it and make fun, whatever. Like we know how to maneuver, right? Right. You know? uh, so, and also the headline, it could clean that shit. And as long as like. There's that exchange. Like I'll tell Chris or Jan is like, yo, they're like, absolutely. They're probably like happy. Yeah, of course, right? You just go up and eat it. And if then... I hear one more bit about your kid in the carriage, meanwhile, she's 23 years old. <laughs> <laughs> Some outdated shit. Some outdated shit, right? Yeah. I was in Houston this weekend and this guy goes, he comes up to me after hammered, hammered. Comes up after the show. I could I, I still can't believe this. I've been hearing it in my head since he said it. He comes up to me and he goes, Mike Fenoya, he goes, man, you're hilarious. Your jokes are so good. You're so, they're so well written. He goes, and nobody gives a shit about you. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, all right. And, and, and someone was standing there and they go, dude. And he goes, I know, right? <laughs> no one cares about him. Like, nobody gives a fuck about you. Yo. But you're funny, dude. Yeah, like, no, I, but you get what he was saying. He was trying to be cool, but it's yeah. like, and he's going like, yo, man, I just don't get it. Like, how does no one give a fuck about you? And <laughs> yo, I'm like, on dirt bags, bro. dude, and it's so funny because it's like when the voice in your head is telling you something uh, and then some fucking drunk in Houston says it. Oh, my then God. Then that voice is like, I told you, bitch. That I fucking so told funny. you, you know, and it's and then he goes, well, my dad thinks you're hilarious, but he's dying of cancer. And I'm like, what? And he walks away and comes back with his phone and he goes, yo, yo, here. And I'm like, what? And he goes, talk to my dad. He's at hospice. Oh, God. One in the morning, I'm on the phone with his father. And I'm like, yo, man, I'm sorry about the cancer. Like, what do I do there? Yeah, you know? dogs. I mean. I'm like, your son's interesting. <laughs> your son's a dirtbag. He goes, no one. The wrong one. person got the cancer. And he, go <laughs> and he goes, no one gives a shit. Like, the pauses Oh, yeah, took, yeah. I mean, was he was like, performing it. Ooh. He was performing it. And it was echoey, and it took the took the breath out of me a little bit, and I'm like, oh, man. Yeah, like, it makes you want to stay in a shitty green room at the club after shows after that. Yeah, you, know, you know, Somebody's green room, green room, uh, oh, not green rooms. They're like, it's a stock room. The brown rooms. Yeah, dude. it's just like a green room. I'm like, the other, like, I performed somewhere in Texas, and I remember... I was next to like tomato cans and the tomato cans is like a crazy analogy for you ain't shit. Dented cans, <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah, there we go. That's the name of the like... podcast, man. Yeah. yeah that's no, that was, I was literally next to tomato cans. Mm -hmm. That's what we call boxes who ain't the taxi drivers, right? Like, <laughs> They're just back with the cans, yeah, dude. Yeah, it was so fun. But I'd rather stay there than to talk to, a, you know, then a the drunk guy that man. tells me that I haven't. I'm, I'm, and, and it's great because it's like, I know what he meant and yeah, whatever. But also it's just like, hilarious to have that said to you and then you're like well yeah that's humbling and i guess that's important yeah. he meant well yeah but supreme dirtbag supreme dirtbag. yeah it's fucking it's it's so funny don't it's, you love when you're hosting and someone goes you should do comedy too oh yeah they don't uh they don't include that and say like why don't you do why aren't you so you so when do you when do you do uh like yeah yeah, basically they're saying that. Yeah, I, but I've had people say that exact different. sentence. I've had someone like, go, well, "You're funny enough to do comedy yeah, too." Yeah, you're funny enough to be in the set, like in the lineup. 
yeah. not just say, hey, where are you from? And <laughs> You know, so I, I, Joe List was on Rogan. He was talking about how when he hosts, he likes to do straight bits. And I was kind of inspired by that because a lot of times my core is telling me that. Like, I want to do that. Sometimes I don't want to talk to the crowd. Yeah. But, you know, I feel like the setup, setting down the people up is supremely important. And that doesn't always fly. People are so conditioned oh to be God, spoken to, yeah. especially in this day and age. There's a very interactive vibe going yeah, on. Yeah, well, and also people, like, so the cellar's kind of the only place that I still host, but it's like, and I want to set everybody up for success, you know what I mean? So it's like, I don't want to, I had to talk with Tom Papa about this because I had gotten to a point where I was, like, frustrated because I felt like I wasn't getting, I, I would, like, go do the road and then just host, and and I felt like, where am I getting work on new stuff, you know? And Tom used to host at the cellar all the time. And I asked him one night, I was like, what, how did you utilize this, you know? And he's like, it was different then because it was like one long show downstairs till like yeah, four in the morning or whatever. And you just stayed up there and whatever, you know? But he goes, he would ride whatever energy the last comic had and, you know, ta do a quick tag, whatever, do a joke, then bring up the next comic. And it just taught him very like structured, tight, whatever. And I found sometimes where it's like, I get in my own head where I'm like, I don't want to take up too much time. Cause you don't want to be like, you know, then they get pissed if you're hosting and you run over an hour, you know what I mean? But also like, I don't want to just go up and go, all right, your next comic. And cause then what are we getting out of it? You know? So what I've started doing was like, I tell the crowd, I'm going to be back and forth in between each comic, probably going to run some jokes by you. You know, mm -hmm. and almost make it like a little inside thing between yeah, us and them. Yeah, that's smart. And then I'm like, you guys give me like, you know, like real feedback and we'll, you know, we'll see how this goes. Yeah. And it almost gets them involved a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I think that's smart. I think that's smart. And all the other <clears throat> byproduct of, you know, just doing what the fuck we do, like anything that's negative. And none of it matters. Look where you're at to this point because the, the, the good shit you do and vice versa, right? It's like. You know, all that other stuff is like this wear and tear and like it's, it extracts energy. Yeah, exactly. It really does. And so. it's all self-induced. <laughs> yeah, yeah, No for sure. one gives a fuck. Mm-hmm. Man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. What do you... <laughs> no one gives a fuck in that Texan's in voice. In Texas guy's are <laughs> no one gives a shit yeah. except the guy dying of cancer, I guess. Yeah, that reminds me, the, the Doug Stanhope was uh, were talking about how he did a, a show in Vegas, and he was like, I was really hungover, and I decided with my buddies that I did comedy with back in the days, this is a long time ago, he said, we were going to do mocaine lines. And mocaine lines is mushrooms or cocaine, mm. and they all bombed, like one after another. Oh. Two months later, he gets a letter, he's like, oh, yeah, I was at your show, and I won my brother who's a big fan of yours, and he was very sick at the time, and he's died, he died since then. And I just want to thank you for everything. He was like, he died after that show? If I would have known it was a dying man, that would have done like a really good set. Like, there's no way to bring him back. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Did you ever, like, did you get fucked up and go up? Oh, yeah. Was that a thing for you? Yeah, you know, and I had a whole way of working it out. I thought it would be like three beers, a shot, and if there was uh, some blow in the mix, I would do that. And sometimes it would hit, and other times I would just be looking for that light with a fucking underbite and clenched jaw. Yeah. And that's hor that's horrible. Yeah. You know? And it, I, it, it, if I have to be completely honest, and the one thing that makes me cringe is that I remember being on... Uh, I was doing some shows with some bigger comics back like, like three years in. And from that, 
Facebook or MySpace was popping, and I managed to get like a not a following, but people interested in seeing me do a long set. So I said, I'm gonna do a DVD taping. And right before I go up, I decide to take a, do cocaine. Oh. And it was the worst decision. Like I'm filming it, it's a packed house. People are so excited. My my my, my boxers were like outside my pants. Oh, At one point, no. I like raised my hand, my belly button was showing. The, the shirt still like that, the whole set. Oh. I mailed it like I was just saying comedy. Yo, and the fucking camera didn't work. We didn't tape that, so it's nowhere to be found. Whoa, yeah, that's this, perfect. Uh, uh, what a happy accident. There's like hundred, like 120 people who saw that set, and they probably still like cringe at the very thought of it. Thank like God I MySpace do. ended, huh? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, Hopefully yeah, they yeah. stayed there. Where did you tape it? At Laugh Lounge. Oh, but yeah, it was an awful yeah, mistake. So we talk about getting fucked up and sure. The 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 uh, that that is the peak of like or oh, uh, awful. You know, outing and you know a mistake. Yeah. You know? Were you at that point where you like I'm done? No. No. Like, I, no. <laughs> Many more times, but Many that one was monumental to me because it was like I'm a young comic doing a 30 minute set, and all these people came out, and you know yeah. it was a thing, and I just yeah. remember like fucking it up. But luckily that it was never produced. The, the thing, right, was that, you right, know, right. So the set was uh, just a bad set. But I remember people looking at me like. You're under the influence of street narcotics. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I used to get so anxious. I would do, I tried to like make the perfect drug cocktail where I would take yeah. like the perfect amount of Xanax and the perfect amount of Ritalin at the same time. Wow. So I would be relaxed from my anxiety, but focused and high energy. But they were both probably washing each other out or just might as well just drink like 10 cups of coffee. Yeah, dogs. It's, it's not sustainable too. No, it's not stupid. And then it's like, I'm more concerned about that. Than the jokes and all that shit, you know what I mean? So yeah, I was just, you just like, wanna, you want to be at a at a cool place, you know? Yeah, and it's like what a fucking half-ass like Jim Morrison I am. Like yeah. just either get fucked up and do it or don't. Like I was looking for this <laughs> yeah. like limitless. Well, I did the same thing with like three beers, a shot, and I just felt perfect. And but if I had a couple of shows that night, then it was like you know, then yeah. I needed something else to bring me up. And I, re you know. I remember thinking I had such an amazing show one time. The first time I ever did like 25, 30 minutes, Joker's Wild in New Haven. That was the club I started at. And I went back and listened to the tape, and you could hear how dry and drunk my mouth was. Like. Yeah. Like sticky, tacky tasting, sounding, and it made me fucking cringe. And I'm like, What were you listening to? Um, what? What, what, what kind well, of? I recorded it. Oh, you wanted to thought I recorded out the window. I was right? so furious, dude. I'm just like, What am I? Like, I get to do this. Yeah. Because I, I had done a million jobs before this. So it was like, This was like, getting to do this for work is like, Well, you know, that's a nice reminder, right? Like, you know, if I'm on the road with, with Jay, it's like, I'm hanging out with one of my closest friends, fucking slinging jokes. Like, yo, that's it. What am I doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to so get fucked like, up and ruin it, you know? Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, you know, it, it, it is uh it is it is funny you know and the thing is like this 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 constant examples like man I look at the guys who I like man they're all sober either they don't drink or they don't fuck with that shit anymore and that's why they keep on climbing and yeah, doing the yeah, thing yeah you know gone are the days where those guys like with you know who get fucked up who are doing some fly innovative shit think about that now like when's the last time you've seen like a bag of coke go around a bunch of comics yeah i don't see it man and never if anybody pulled out a bag of yip like walking out of the cellar or something <laughs> yeah, yeah. what would we do we'd be like yo are you all right yeah yeah i'd probably yeah. like sit him down and be like yo like, yeah yeah you need help or it's something funny, i think we you know we we also we come from a, a time where baseball players that we knew used to get fucked up you know it's like it was strawberry just part of it. Yeah. and and shit fucking man totally yeah everybody was getting fucked up yeah it's just such a different time now
Yeah, I mean, I read, I read all those like autobiographies how they had like a jar of amphetamines and they said the ball looked like a beach ball coming to them. They had the Eddie Munster bat and they were like, beep, totally, beep. dude. That yeah. sounds like fun. What about my man Doc Ellis that threw a no hitter on LSD? That's wild. Took- With a little afro peeking out the side. Love that fucking yeah. story, dude. That's so great. Psychedelics are a performance enhancing I, I wonder, drug. you know, that, that's a sport. I feel like you get away with it because it's kind of like you work at your own pace. But imagine if you're a fighter, the, the, those things will not work to your advance. It's like uh, something that, you know, no. I, I guess an upper, maybe some sort of amphetamine would, would do it. I got into, I just talked about this on Sal's podcast. I got into a beef on mushrooms one time in you Denver. Talk, like a fight? Holy shit. I was sticking up for an old man. There was a, there was this bar. I couldn't even cross the street when I took, took mushrooms. I can't imagine, <laughs> you know, engaging in fisticuffs. Well, you know what it was? <laughs> <laughs> I was in my favorite bar. I used to drink and do my drugs together. Now I just do my drugs. I don't drink. I'll drink after. And if, you know, if I'm like doing mushrooms or whatever, I still do a good amount of psychedelics. So if you do mushrooms, will you drink? No. No, I feel like it... Uh, no, I drink it, water. It'll offset it. And like... But on the downward... W- w- the, the cool thing about mushrooms, it's like a flight, you know? Like, you take off, and then once you get to cruising altitude, you hang out up there for an hour or two. And then once you start to descend, you got a nice, like... It's a nice, like, post-sex kind of feeling, a nice w- relaxing... Where will, you, where will you do your, your mushrooms? Like, when you're alone with friends? I do... It's like a spiritual thing? You're not doing that yet when you, when you work. I'm not, no, right, and I'm right. not doing them to get fucked up really anymore. I'm doing them to, I used to do everything to get fucked up. I feel like everyone say, I'm microdosing. Is that what you're doing? Is that what no, it's called? That's like Santa Claus. If you believe in it, it's fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't think. I it, picture you old school with a fucking Ziploc bag with a hole in it. And then just start cutting the yeah, lawn. like chewing it like Lenny Dykstra. Just fucking. <laughs> just a plug. <laughs> yeah. Spitting shroom juice at the. Yeah. I, what I, a dirtbag that guy was. Nails. Dykstra. With that big butt and those big thighs. He was like 4'11", mad fast and tough. He was Slits the first base head first, dude. Stealing, so stealing second every fucking game, <laughs> Yo, sliding past the bag. He really was <laughs> half a bag of red man in his fucking cheek, dude. Yeah, wild, nuts. Do you fuck with mushrooms at all or anything? No, like that? I, I did it when I was in Amsterdam. One time, yeah, and I, you know, I got, I got, I was loaded, man. I, you know, I couldn't cross the street. Mm. I, like those trolleys going mad slow, and I was like, yeah, I was backing up. <laughs> but everything seemed very beautiful and pronounced. Like I saw right. dogs, you know, I'm bigger, so the dogs look majestic. Like uh. I saw a great day, look like a horse to me. I was like, oh my god, that dog is so beautiful. The owner must have thought I was fucking out of my mind. Yeah, I was like, I, I was like touching the dog. You were out of your all, mind. Yeah, yeah, I was. <laughs> there was the trees were very green, and yeah. I was in a park for like eight hours with a like Brazilian couple. God. I wish I went. I've never been to Amsterdam. Oh, you'll love it. There's go. a comedy scene out there, too. I want to go head it yeah, up. Yeah, it's dope. What I did was um, the, the, the time with fighting, and I want to ask you about this because I think it might have been that I got out of my own way. There was this dude, an old man would always go to this bar. His name was Mike. He used to sit at the same stool. He got up to go to the bathroom one time. A concert let out at the Fillmore right across the street. This is in Denver. And all the, the whole crowd came in. Everybody's hammered, young, like kind of fratty, whatever. And this was like a Grateful Dead dive bar. Like everyone's mellow or coked up and mellow. You know when you're like coke mellow? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're, you're with your, it's a good it, scene. Yeah, you're like, your turn to talk. And yes, you're just yes, yes, yes. Now you plan a business. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was one of those bars, and uh, which is now closed. But... We're there. This dude is sitting in his chair. A guy walks in. He sits in the stool. He's yelling at his girlfriend. They're in a beef, whatever. (laughs) Old man comes back and wants to sit down. And he's like, oh, you're in my seat. And the kid's being a prick. 
and he kind of like shoves the old man. Yo. And I kind of, me and a bunch of other people kind of got up and we're like, no, no. And I don't have it in me to walk away from anyone getting like, like bullied, bullied yeah, yeah. or I, I don't have it in me to like walk away from that shit. It'll kill me to walk away from like, man, I saw a guy in St. Mark's stepping on a dog's back trying to get it to sit. Yeah, and I yeah. grabbed him and was like, make me sit, dude. Fucking yeah. make me. And I like made a big scene. But anyway, I couldn't let Mike get, you know, and the girlfriend came over and was like, leave him alone. And he like shoved the girlfriend. And now I'm like, all right. And I got right in the middle of all of it. And the dude, he like pushed me. And I didn't, I felt like I had metal beams going from like the heel all the way down to like the core of the earth. Like I had some type of like, like, like positivity strength like the universe had my back oh, I had mushrooms some... were giving me like oh, somehow good. like a zoom, like a superpower you know and then the dude went to come take a punch at me and i felt like i saw everything like before it was happening so i felt like i kind of dodged out of the way nice. and hit him once and then the bouncer came and i'm like i'll leave i'll leave like i'm not going to start trouble but i had to like but i think the mushrooms helped me not be uh like not chicken shit, but like not be like uh, second guessing my. I don't know how to fight. Yeah, no, yeah, you were like just like focused. Yes, yeah. that's what I mean. Like I, I was that's a task at hand, if I may. Yes, <laughs> is that? But like, does I mean, when you fight all the time and when you train and shit, you're ready for that stuff. I wasn't ready for that stuff, so I felt like I had some weird animal freak thing in me that finally was able to like be free and come out, and I was automatically good at fighting for like a minute. <laughs> For like a minute, yeah, yeah, yeah. which made me think, do we have the ability to do everything, but we're just all in our own way, like fucking ruining it? I, I think I think so. I think, you know, we are. So a lot of fighters I know and I know are very, uh, first of all, they're, they're disciplined or whatever. But they're also there's like a, this primitive mind that takes over. It's mm. like they don't think about the consequences. So like we think about consequences a lot, you, it, like the consequences could like manifest. Yeah. So it's like, you know. You weren't thinking about consequences. You didn't think like, oh, this guy, you know, he's drunk. He's gonna hit me hard, and like, you know, you weren't thinking about that. You were just like, I was presence. so. Yeah. I've never been so focused in yeah. my life, and I felt sure of myself, and I felt like, and no one likes to fight, you know. Well, people like to fight, but you know what I mean. Like, you don't want to get into a fucking thing in the bar. I just wanted to leave the old man alone and fucking go home, you know. Right. But I had to do it, and I. It was just me and him. Like everyone else disappeared. And I'm like, I got this. I know exactly what he's going to do. And I got out of the way. and Bing, bang, boom, done. Yeah. And I felt like, oh, like the, the earth was like. You want to fuck after that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got a bacon, After egg, a and cheese. Yeah, and you then, yeah no, I did actually. Should move around heavy. You walk around naked in your apartment like, what's going on? Oh, yeah. Standing on the fucking patio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just throwing firewood off the fucking deck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I got a visual of your white cheeks. <laughs> I'm kind of racing now. They're definitely white. Oh, really bad white. white, pale, hairy the, as fuck. Oh, they hairy too. Super God hairy. Damn. Oh man, big hairy tree trunk legs. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, I got. I picture like a James Gandolfini legs. No, what? No. <laughs> yeah. I don't know his now legs. Pull up James. Why do I? I don't come. Only legs down though, right? I, mean, I don't like, look like, like, like like alpha male legs, like you oh, know, holding the ground, picking up the paper, Kinzo yeah, yeah, like, the mail in yeah, the yeah, walking like you know, yeah, yeah, like I own this ground, I'm walking on. Like I'll fuck you up in yeah, my slippers, legs. Yeah, you, you, you got your head. You were like, do I have the torso of James Gandolfini? No, I know, but I, I hear Uncle Fester. I hear fucking <laughs> no, I so met, many horrible. You know, like he, the way he moved around, he got that you know, just big steps and you know, yeah, like, like, man. He, like he just ate a pound of fucking yeah, angel hair. Yeah, I, I just picture him like walking down to get the newspaper, like that sort of confidence. Bro, like this I, is my home. This is my home. I hit my all-time worst weight 
and I, I'm five eight. I hit two thirty six, and I'm like, I gotta, I gotta do something about it. Yeah. And I'm fucking now. I'm down like 10, 15 pounds, but like I'm trying to go down to like forty pounds less. Don't lose too much weight, then you'd be all head. You'd be, <laughs> you'd be, all, you'd be all head and Yankee hat. All head and eyes. Yeah, because I, I, when I first started boxing, I was like, you know, when I first started up again, like, you lose weight everywhere. Mm. It, there's stubborn spots. But I went down to, imagine, like, I weigh 185, 190 now. I was 165. Get so I was all out. teeth and all head. All teeth I was like a head. bonehead, bro. I mean, my <laughs> body was phenomenal. Like, it was like, ugh, Bruce Lee type. Yeah. But the head was like, you know. Yeah. And uh, my, my girlfriend at the time was like, you look emasculated. Like you need, you need to thicken up. No shit. Yeah, I was like that. That's a rough but thing you know, to hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I know. But I was like sharp. Like I had the, I had the senses of like a squirrel. I was like, bing. Because when you like, lean. when you, yeah, you lean. Like you, you, you can hear better. You can think, 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 think. Yeah, like, you're in. You're focused. Yeah, yeah you're in like, the zone. Yeah. I'm not in the zone, and that's what I'm trying to do, man. I want to get down to like, I feel like if I could get below 200, I'll never let myself go above it again. Yeah. And I'm I'm trying. I can't remember the last time. Like I said, I'm 44. I think when I was maybe 19, I was 200. Oh, you pounds. can definitely do it. You just got to just work a work a plan, plan to work. You know, work a and plan, th- plan to work. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think it's you know a lot of it is diet. It's probably the hardest thing, right? It's like 8 percent of it. And then you find out a or you find a workout that you can apply into your everyday life and just keep it as simple as possible. It might be swimming, it might be biking, it might be hiking. But there's something out there that's a physical, you know, yeah, outlet. The yeah. hardest part is starting. Yeah, you gotta just do that shit. I mean, easier said than done. Yeah, so let's talk about if it's that. Like, if you're not just doing it, right? You you do the research on it. And for me, I like writing shit out. I'm a big, you know, like a to do list. And I'm talking about yo, my to do list today on the whiteboard. It'd be like stretch, mm. right? Mm. Uh, you know, stretch, workout, and I just love. The feeling of checking that shit off throughout and it's daily shit and it's shit that I would do normally, but sometimes those things can slip up and it'll be, be it no longer is part of your everyday ritual. So I do a today list, uh, to do list, and I'll have like twenty points and it'll be everything from stretch, workout, call Samsung to get the washer, like little things. <laughs> yeah, right? no, no, and then of course. Back to, you know, yeah. And I'm telling you, the day just feels more full. It feels like a sense of accomplishment because if not, then you could get away from yourself, you know? Dude. Maybe listen to some Sadhguru. I like Sadhguru. Sadhguru is amazing. He's a mainstream yogi. Yep. But man, I hope he doesn't fucking pull a ditty on us because all the heroes out there, right? They're human. RZA doing Tazo T meditations. Did you hear that? What's that? RZA's got his own meditation. Like, Oh, yeah, uh, I read that book, uh, The Book of Tao. Yeah. That was a great book. A really amazing shit. He's yeah, a, he's I mean, a fucking genius. Yeah, this real. is a guy who... Uh, had a passion with martial arts films and then he just allowed his passions to branch out and become that and it mm-hmm. becomes part of his music yep. part of his you know his network of people yeah you know and that's the same thing with whatever you want to do you know you be, you adopted like a network of people and it, uh and those relationships you know you know inevitably have an influence on you and then become become part of your everyday practice yeah you know? see what pisses me off about me is that i know deep down i used to be a trainer i used to train people and I was in, in fantastic shape, and I broke my humerus bone, and then I went off. The, I just fell off. That, that, that's that why was, I say, like, when I'm going for surgery, I got to make sure I prep myself mentally. Yeah, man. And I tell people that all the time. If I'm training someone, I say, listen, you know, if your lower body is not where you could do a bunch of upper, upper body stuff, and you'd be surprised how enthusiastic you could become with just exploring different parts of your body and also working out differently. Yep. You know, you feel like a student again. Yes. So, you know, if I become... If anything it feels mundane, I try to switch it up. I'm always like the student. I will say, though, 
for comedy, there's no body telling you to do that shit. For me, I love like fitness, and I, I, I don't have to do it for. And there's no. It's for me. Yeah. But the comedy is for people. Yeah. Like, I'm sharing this. So if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. So sometimes that extra pressure, I'm just trying to create, like, the, the bad. So sure. You might do things that you wouldn't normally do. Like, I think they'll like this. And that's the worst way to compose of art, course. I think. You know? Well, Rick but, Rubin just said, he goes, it's the, 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 the crowd is the last thing I think right. about. Which I is try, brilliant. I try to maintain that. But when we're working out, it's like, for me, you know, whatever. And then, it, no one cares. whatever. But with the other shit, with creative stuff, I definitely try to push that so if i don't feel great about it, i feel about uh, maybe a response i feel great about what i did because yeah. it's courageous in my yes. mind you know of it's course like, yeah you know, as long as you're going yeah further. and i try yeah. to do all that like that rick rubin shit you know um that even with andre too. 3000 he upset a lot of people with you his know, flute yeah with his flute Ooh. in the laundry mat and i and i didn't get mad at that. I was Fuck like, no. yo, listen, I might rap over this shit. Uh, he was at the cellar one night, and he he, I, I, it was so good to see. I love him. Yeah, he played Jimi Hendrix. Okay, do you know? Did you know that? No, at the Cafe Wa. Oh wow! Like they, they like that's where Hendrix was this got recently? his start. It was not recently, but I talked to him like it was recently, and I felt like a real idiot afterwards. Why? I go, yo, you were great as Hendrix, man, and he was like, oh, thank. Like, there's so much he's done in before that. It almost looked like he maybe forgot. That That's he did funny. it, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Because I had just seen it, but it was really good. He's brilliant. Who yeah. gives a fuck if people are pissed if his yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I think um, you know the uh, people just get like I, I expect X from you, and you give me Y, and now I'm like, yeah. I don't know how to react to I, it. I, I I liked it on a personal level because I was like, I like the fact that he ventured off into something. Else. What you know? And when I listened to it, there was a time and a place to listen to it. I listened to it in the morning, you yeah. know, during my. You Meditation know, and, you know, it's funny because during the interview, he's like, "What am I gonna rap about? Getting a colonoscopy? Like I'm 47 <laughs> yeah, years totally. old, you know. Whatever works for him. Yeah, exactly. You know, so so um, the thing that I want to get back to is getting on stage and like feeling good about how I feel and how I look. And I don't. I've been on the road. I've just been so like lazy, dude. And I know if I work out. I know if I work out, I'll feel like I look better, so even like, if I don't. Like, there's like a, 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 a mental hurdle you have to. Yeah, you're going to have to suffer a little bit yes. and know that it's a little bit of that. And That's what I need to get over. Yeah, yeah you're going to suffer a little bit. So it's like you go on the roads. Okay, so I had a, a, like a Midwest tour, right, this past week weekend. It was four, two days in Utah and then one day in Denver. So I was out for like four days. I told myself... I just planned everything, like the, the, the gym I was going to go to and everything, and like 60% of the food I ate was decent. Mm -hmm. But that was a win for me because you could easily go down the deep end and be Dude. a complete dirtbag. And of course, like, who are you out with, Chris? Well, Chris. Yeah, so there's anything you want is in the green room. Yeah. It's not like we're, like, struggling. Like, yeah. anything that you want is there. And if it's like when I'm on the road with the Jokers or whoever, like, people are bringing gifts, bringing, like, Fucking cookies and pastries and whatever. Yeah, they bring mushrooms and mushrooms. One time they, uh, they they gave fresh mushrooms and I gave it to a guy I knew. I had no idea what it was. So I was like, here you go. Here's a present really? for you. Yeah. Did you eat it? He's he's still tweaking off that shit. It was months ago. No shit. That's good <laughs> mushrooms. Yeah, it's hard. So do you plan like so like you're going out on the road? Let's say like to me that's hard. It, that's difficult. You know, because you're up when you know you're up till three. You do you eat late? Yeah, I mean I have some bad ones, but for the most part. Um, yeah, I, I I make sure I get the workout in, even if I feel like an upside down baked potato. Mm, you know, sometimes yeah. you eat some heavy, you know food with, loaded with sodium, but I just, I, I do it, yeah. and I always feel better. And I kind of adopt the ideology was like, 
I might not feel good doing this shit, but like 15, 20 minutes in, you get in that rhythm, you get the sweat. So good. Yeah. Start moving around different. With, with, with people that you train, how do you get them, like when you see excuses, right? When you got someone going like, oh, I can't because of X or Y or my car or COVID or my I berate back. them. Do, do you go, you fucking liar? <laughs> it depends liar. on the personality. No, but like, so how do you motivate someone's, someone into like giving I, I a I once fuck? had this lawyer I was training and very intelligent, but she was, uh, you know, six o'clock sessions early. We're both tired. Yeah. And she's like, I don't want to. She was like a, doing like a whiny voice. Like, I don't want to. And I went all the time. I said, you know, I, ha I have a daughter. She said, yeah, I know your daughter, Charlie. I was like, yeah, she's um nine. I already take care of a child. So stop behaving like a child. And like, yeah. she was like, yo. <laughs> and she like, jump over. So everyone responds to something differently. Some people... You know, when given instruction, let's say per boxing, yeah. you go you go word it, yeah. and they'll get it. Other people need uh, a mirror image of it, like you gotta you know you gotta show me how to do this. And I'll do so it. everyone's different. Yeah, the point I'm trying to get at. Right. Everyone's different, and you kind of you know, I think it helps me because I do you know stand up, so I know how to like read I, the room. I can read the room and I know what you know what that person yeah, yeah. needs for the most part. Yeah, you know. Have um, you always had that in you, like that teacher? Mentality? I, no, I, I, it's something that I think I was just passionate about, and I know what I want out of a, a, a teacher, and I try to give that. Yeah, you know, and also it's like I do notice it's the first part of the work that, that can be very difficult. So I'm not gonna that the cookie cutter or like boxing work, like get on the jump rope, three rounds, shadow box, and yo, when you're in a real boxing gym, your coach is not telling you. Let's warm up. Like, you have to do that shit yourself. You got to show and, up warmed up. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But with my, but the people I train, a lot of them are young professionals or whatever. So I go the extra mile and I'm like, we got to move this body. So it'll be like squats. But, and I'm telling them 10 squats, 10 push-ups. Inhale, like, I'm, get your breathing in order. Because you'll be surprised. You're going through emotions, but you're not, your mind is not connected to your body. So now it feels like horror it feels like oh i don't want to do this but if they get inhale exhale and feel it have your mind connect and then you do like five or ten minutes of like body weight exercise then your body's warmed up for the coordination that's required to jump rope not a jump rope is like not this fucking awful thing yeah it's and not then, a chore it's yeah like a... and the same thing with shadow box like you'd be surprised like i see it all the time they're looking at the ceiling like no you gotta look at the end of your punch and yeah. now it's straight and like you see the benefits of it you're more accurate and then i just try to bring that along the mm, way you yeah know? Dude, it's awesome. And I also think that that, like, what one of the things I need to pay attention to is, like, I'm, you know, again, and how old are you? 44. Yeah, so we're the same yeah. age. I'm starting to feel and see who I don't want to, I have sciatica now. That's all laziness, dude. Sciatica is, like, I think it's just from me not doing what I know I should have been doing. Like, I'm driving down here and my fucking hip starts, like, locking up and it's yeah, only dogs. because I mean, of fucking, that, that's why that's stretching yeah i i i i you know it's always been part of my life but now i do that shit in abundance and it feels great man open all that up because if you got tight hips inevitably you're gonna have uh knee and back pain it's all connected yep it's all connected it's all connected yeah and you know that's easily that's easy listening tools for that you know, you wake up in the morning, you do some bridges, open it up, and then you feel like more mobile. You're like, okay, you know? Yeah, man. Yeah. And, and it, what we do, I'm sorry to cut you no, off. No, no, like, no, no. You know, it's not just fucking going up on stage. There's an enormous amount of pressure, and we're more inclined to eat dirtbag food. We're on flights a lot. 
You know, and just sleeping in weird beds. Yeah, all that shit needs to be counteracted. Like, that's a great point. Yeah, yeah. it it needs to. I think it's very important. That's an excellent point, and that's something that, like, that right there, because you never know what will be the thing that you like learn or hear. And I'm like you, where I want to keep learning stuff. I'm bored with. I don't want to go to like a Planet Fitness on the road and just do. Bench and yeah, because you're leaving us an like, average dude like us. It's like, yeah, I'm gonna hit the biceps. Yeah, I'm hit the bench. No, I want to do like I want your phone. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like I'm just gonna do like the elliptical for 25 and watch like a, a half of a college basketball game. Yeah, like I want to do like I I, I, I try. I, I I think I have a deep appreciation for time and how I use it. So if I'm like you know we're we're moving you in the city a lot doing spots at the cellar going. What am I doing during that drive? So I'll listen to like a podcast, yeah. you know, and and hopefully learn something out of it. And that's it. That's it. I do that with intent, and I feel so much better yeah. doing that rather than listen to the same '90s hip hop, which I'm listening to when I'm training people. Like you know, I just try to switch Dayla. it up. Yeah. Yeah. No. Totally. So intent, intent is a is a big thing, and not wasting time is a big thing. Do you recommend any like what podcast do you listen to that are like you know, getting recently, you right now? Uh, Huberman. That he's uh, great. Yeah, he's great. It's uh. Yeah, dude, he's fucking brilliant. Yeah. He's basically like alcohol is killing everybody. Right, and I, it, it's just, I like when he has a guest because uh, I just, um, I feel like the, the topic of the matter is, is, is really broken down mm. and it's countered, you know, a little, yeah. you know, there's a, you know, when he's alone, I can listen to it, but sometimes I get lost in the uh, the jargon or the word. You know, I don't it's almost know. Almost like listening to like a textbook. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I hear but you. But I do. I, I've been I've been on that kick, and I will listen to some sad guru. And you know, I like when I don't agree with everything. Yes. Sometimes, like yo, I definitely try that. It doesn't work for me. It makes me feel like I'm listening to the right thing. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And it's also good because then you're not a, like. You know, you're not just a sheep listening and co- then going like, yo, I heard on a podcast this. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. how many people do that? Yeah. It's like, oh, yo, Rogan said that. And I'm like, yeah. all right, cool. You know? Exactly. But no, I'm with you 100%. And I, I, I definitely, I like that, that it has to be counter. The ride here, an hour in the car, needs to be an hour active. Yeah. You know, and, you like know, a, it, a half and hour. On a creative sit- level, you know, my, my boy told me, he's a comic, Shane Torres. He said, no, the I best. Mean, yeah. yeah, he says immediately after a set, he listens to it. I hate doing that. Mm. But, you know, listening to it, you'd be surprised how much fat we have. And, 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 a lot and, of fat. Yeah, it's like, I might say, and shit a lot, you know, to punctuate something because I don't feel comfortable. I feel like I need a filler. Yep. Little things like that, you cut out the fat. You yeah. Know? And you do that with your life, too. Yeah, I, t- yeah, I do it, yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. You're a fucking inspiration. Bro. <laughs> I watch yeah. those videos of you and I'm just like I appreciate it. Sometimes I just throw the phone and roll over and I'm like, this piece of shit. Cause look at what And no one's alone with this shit. We all go with it. So that we talk about like, you know, now I want to connect with people. And I feel like that a lot of the time, but when I connect with it, I'm like, oh, they're kind of just like me. You know, yeah. it's like, it, we're not yeah. too far off. No, the only people I like having on this podcast are people that I feel like immediately we were on the same freak. We were on like the same dial. You know what I mean? Like you rode that to the cellar and I was asking if you got that leather football helmet <laughs> to protect your fucking ball. Yeah, because I rode the scooter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And immediately the leather fo- football helmet with the flaps like that. Yes. And that, every time I go fast, it goes. Yeah. Now I got to ask you and we can cut it if you want, but I don't think you're going to want to. Are you still smoking cigarettes? I am. Can we talk about it? Yeah. What the fuck, bro? Yeah, I think um, I, I'm not quite ready to quit, quit yet and I should be, but I also... But that's just it. I, I enjoy when I do stand-up. Yeah, but can I make a recommendation? Yeah, cut that shit out. Quit when you get the surgery. 
Oh yeah, use I, that as like don't smoke after your oh, surgery. Oh yeah, I, I remember when I, I had a, a surgery that's bad for your fucking uh, blood, circulation, blood circulation and shit yeah. too. Uh, the, the, the wildest thing when I cut my finger on a on a table saw, I just had to smoke a cigarette and like it was pulsating. It felt like it was on a bus. Whoa! And, like smoke was coming out of it. I was like oh, okay. smoke was coming out of it. What are you, the fucking lady in Beetlejuice? Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, it was it was disgusting. Yeah, so um, you should quit. Yeah, I'll, I'll go for days and I'll just have one. So, but you know. Yeah. But, but yeah, it's it's it's. So weird that I embody, you know, you're like, oh, you're inspired. And then I have like this nasty, and it's a habit. There's no doubt. Like, you know. Do you think that there's like a certain level of intensity, like that you, like, only, like, people can reach a certain level of physical intensity when it comes to working out? Do you think everyone has a limit? Or do you think everyone's kind of limitless as long as they p keep pushing themselves? I think that it's, it's limitless. But I do think that. There's going to be, uh, my friend Giannis says this a lot, so I want to, you know, he says there's going to be a receipt for it. Like, there's mm. always going to be a receipt. I and agree. the receipt, man, you could hurt yourself. Yeah. Like, you go hard, yeah. you could hurt yourself. We see it, like, with guys like Goggins, who's like, oh, shit, we only tap into, like, 20%. But, yeah, but he had, uh, he, he fucked himself up a lot. I forget what the condition was, but he had, like, a big lump on his neck. He has to stretch, like, three hours a night because he had to uncoil all this shit. Like, wow. he fucked himself up yeah, bad because... He went so hard and there wasn't a balance to it. Right, right, right. Dude, because I, I, I think about that where it's like I see people running and I see I would love to be a runner. I would love to be a runner. I'm just not a runner. But I say that so I'm not a runner. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like if, yeah. if I was like, oh, I'm a runner, then would I become a runner? Because I would just fucking start running and then it's like my legs feel like they're going to be like I can pack a 40-pound bag, put it on my back, and go walk around the woods for days and I love it and it's a great workout and I set up my tent and I'm like living in the woods and whatever that's nice I could do that and it's great and it's I'm sore and I'm exhausted and it's like living at like away from everything no phone no bullshit right but I try to run I was doing like couch to 5k well, what, which is what, like some, what do you think it is about running did your body or is it mental or is it a little bit of both it's my body tells my brain my brain feels my legs being like sore and it's like joint pain. It's like at like really bad. Like fucking. It's not lung tired. Yeah. It's so, leg you know, tired. Yeah. It, it, it's it, and, and my brain goes through just that. Don't, it's like punching a bag for the first time, and you just impact. Got to go fist. through it. Yeah, but it's also like what I, what can you do to strengthen that? When I ran my second marathon, I had a pain from my knee. That was I, so. This is the way it went down, right? Yeah. And this is the kind of things I like about it because it's like a knowledge of life. I was working with Chris. I was in Miami. I spoke to someone who lived out there. They said, do you, you're training for the marathon. You have to run tomorrow. I was like, yeah, I got to run Saturday. I got to do 20 miles. Mm. And she was like, go by to Fort Lauderdale. It's a nice long stretch. I did it when I ran my, my, my half or whatever. So at 4 o'clock in the morning, I woke up and I ran that shit. And I, you know, this, you know and, and, and I'm like 17 miles in. And then I got this pain on my knee. And I had like five miles, like three miles to go. So I just finished it in the in the hotel on a treadmill limping. Uh. But that's what I'm saying. Like we have that ability. And but I was like, oh shit, is my knee fucked up? And no, you just gotta do the research on why your body feels this way. Spoke to a guy, it was the IT band was compensating. Okay. You know, it was like yeah. pulling on it. Yeah. He's like, yo. If you strengthen your glutes and lower back, and it was simple exercises that are not sexy or fun, they're like, you know, 
pistons and you know sure. isometrics. Yeah. I did that shit, yo, and I fucking cruised through that second marathon. I fixed it. Wow. What I'm saying is that that stuff is repairable. We think we have knee pains or whatever, but sometimes it's our diet. Sometimes we're eating stuff that you know creates inflammation. You know, but you gotta want to do the research and then fix it little by little and check off the box. No, of but course. you know that 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 research could be fun. And of course. And then when you yeah. fix it, you're like, I, you know, I could do this, you know, yeah. and then it becomes part of the life. But it needs to be addressed. It can't just be like dismissed. It's like if you're on stage and some shit doesn't work, you got to pivot a little bit. Right? Of course. Right? That's the thing. To bring that mental, to harness that, like, you know, getting in a fight on mushrooms, like having that thing that I was able to tap, being on stage and it's going horrible and you adapt and react and make it okay. Turning that towards your physical, because it's the only vehicle we get, right? We don't get a second body. So yeah. you got to take care of the fucking, I take care of, my car is impeccable. Why do I do that with my car and yeah. not me? Yeah, no, the maintenance of the body is like right. a car, right? You got to yeah. address those things. Like, dude, I hear a noise right now in my dashboard and like, I'm like bugging the fuck out. Like, I'm like, tomorrow I need to get this fucking yeah. fixed immediately. However, six months of like ass pain <laughs> and I'm like, ah, I'm just fat and old and whatever. And then like, you know, I'll start next year. I'll, yeah, I'll it's little by little, man. Like, you know, I, I, I you know, it's this, uh, Every day, a contribution to it. Mm. You know, just a contribution to it. Yeah. And um, I find that super helpful. Yeah. And like I said, you know, when writing it out for me, that, that, that shit holds me accountable because I hate that shit staring at me without the red check. Unchecked. Going yeah. to bed with stuff unchecked. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna try it, man. I'm gonna go on the Sergio. Yeah. Just write a to do list, and like you know, I I want to run. A 5K by by February or something. Do 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 your do leg exercises, then walk on the treadmill, and then it pieces together. And yeah. you'd be surprised. And yo, let me tell you something, man. Sometimes it doesn't work out even with all that, but it's not a waste of time. My friend recently ran a marathon in Venice, in Italy. Wow. Yeah, he trained. He was hitting up every mile. He was hitting at like 750. That's a great mileage. Yo, the day of the marathon. Half a mile in, he had cr uncontrollable cramps. He hobbled 26 miles. You're kidding me. Yeah, it was a fucking bus. The day of the marathon? The day of the marathon, he just had cramps. Oh. He experienced GERD. He had, you know, in the middle of training, he fucked up his ankle. All that got better. He fought and through it. Yeah, yeah, he fixed it. And then, you know, and there's no reason for that. Like, sometimes it just what it is. But that's like life, you know, but totally. you do realize, you know. Yeah, and you get that You get so that. So I think resilience. that's important, too. Like, there's a message involved with that shit, too. Well, and then also the day after the gird and the, and the aches, he's still a dude that can do 26 and, months. Right. Like, he's, in, he's probably ripped. Saying. And, you know, when that's happening, you, you don't realize, oh, this is annoying. I remember I felt like that about my first marathon. I had, a, like, a hip pain, and I, and I was hungover from it. I was like, I'm not going to, you know. But in retrospect, I'm like, oh, when I did it again, I had something to compare it to, you know. Yeah, dude. And yeah. you've learned that that it was that IT band, and you learned from the yeah. from the pain and shit. Yeah, exactly. It's fucking awesome. So I try to be open about all those interactions, and not let any of that shit bog you know bog mm -hmm. you down too much. Dude, this was motivational. <laughs> You're amazing. Yo, I'm like I'm gonna be is Sergio the 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 low east side goggins. <laughs> we got the same size head. We do have the same size head. Do you have a hard time wearing fitted hats because? Uh, I don't wear a lot of fitted hats. I like the buckle. Yeah. I look like a Make-A-Wish kid when I wear a big fucking... My big dumb ears stick out on the side, so fucking... Tell everybody where they could find you and everything that you're doing. com on the, the website and on Instagram. And if you... Yo, I always like a little note, man. You know, so send me a note. 
of a spawn. And what about and if can, people want to get If you trained? want some uh, training advice, you know, send me a note on Instagram, and then I'll, I'll respond if you hit my Venmo. Yeah, dirtbag. <laughs> Love Cash you, bro. App. You're awesome. Yo, you know what's dirtbag before we go? No, let's People stay. on birthdays, when they say, it's my birthday, cash at me. I'm like, who does that? Isn't that insane? That's a wild thing. That's the internet version of this. <laughs> yo, it's like, yo, yeah. money, please. Yeah. No tits, no feet, no nothing. Yeah, yeah, it's, my Just, it's my birthday. Yeah, everyone Imagine has a birthday. Imagine if I did that. There's a birthday every day. I'm a 44-year-old man. If I go, it's my birthday cash app. That's me being petty gang annoyed with that. I also get annoyed when someone's like in dire need of something. They got to go fund me. And then a friend of mine puts a lot more money than me. Oh. <laughs> be petty. You ever check everybody else's yeah. GoFundMe and you go, where's like, the average? Yeah, I'm like, oh, you're doing well. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. like, I didn't know that person was doing <laughs> so well. Oh, you're, you're just peacocking over here. <laughs> I'm going to go fund. Feathers out. Yeah, yo, I'm never going anonymous. No. Yo, yo, yo. I I'll, go I'll full name. Yeah. I go author name. Yeah. I go M. Charles Fenoya Jr. <laughs> but I don't dude. give a tip to go fund me. I'm no, like, fuck you, fuck you, dude. Bullshit. I'm not putting 53 down. <laughs> yeah, we're dirtbags, bro. We're good people, but there's a little touch of dirtbag. Good people, but also, man, the earth is dirt, and we got to adapt to it. You know what I mean? I saw, yeah. some, I saw some spider today that crawls into the dirt. Spreads it all out, makes a big hole for its belly, and then covers itself. And it's dirt covered. And then it sits and waits. And all it, it's the most venomous spider. It's got six eyes. And it gets you. And it's just, you can't see it. It's in yeah, the yeah, sand. Yeah, as if he, he doesn't have enough powers. I mean, it's bury myself Cash in camouflage. Out, yeah. He's just like, yo, yeah, fucking yeah. got you. Got you. Yeah, Here's your heel. There's a snake. And his tail looks like a worm. A little, a little, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, ooh, ooh, cut to me. And then you, a little bird, a little cute bird, like, yeah. And then it's a fucking snack. Yeah. Yeah. Eat you whole. That's how do you not be a dirt? Yeah, bag? yeah, yeah. You gotta be ready for and it. And there's some guy named Freaking uh, Kyle is fucking just filming like that. We got this here. <laughs> yeah, Kyle, with his fucking thirty thousand dollar lens. He's like, yo, I'm gonna go viral. Save that shit. Let me ask you this before we leave. What do you think about parents that put, um, you know how like I I follow an Instagram. Ch uh, page called uh kids getting hurt it's one of my favorite things in the world <laughs> That's another dirtbag move hilarious yeah kids getting hurt it's kids like I, I just want to say i want to know your, what, what's your primary body position when you watch that sort of content are you off to the side like this one like one leg over I'm the other i'm a side guy yeah yeah that's, that's I'm a comfortable side guy. get a little stretching pillow while you I, watch I cuddle violence being inflicted on children yes <laughs> and you know what it is it's like one kid is swinging and his little brother walks in and uh. he kicks like heel kicks him in the temple and the kid starts crying and then kids they show it in slow-mo kids are amazing yo so my daughter got hit with a swing like that but your old school metal swing with the bar uh, yeah. oh she the pushed, old like this is that daddy look and and I, yo, she, yo, she took it, took two steps back, and ate it, bro. I said, I got MMA fight in my hand. That's hands. it right there, yeah. man. See, Skirt I would, I would have punched the swing. I do that like weird inanimate object. Like if I'm like moving a tree branch out of the way and it comes back and whips me, I start fucking hammering the bark, dude. I get pissed at like nature. Yo, I think the last time I got mad at something that. Was ridiculous. I was I was like in third grade. It's crazy the shit that's in the memory oh, bank. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. archives. And it was a <laughs> narrow walkway. Someone fucking put a, a, a mattress on the sidewalk in the garbage, but the mattress was flat, like you would put yeah, it on the back. Yeah. And I fell on the mattress, like a book bag. On my belly, got up real quick, and I like kicked the mattress. <laughs> I, kicked and I just kept on walking, but I bounced on like a urine-stained mattress, yeah. bounced back up, and I just Boing. kept on walking. I kicked the mattress. You kicked the mattress. Yeah, and it hurt my foot. And I was like, <laughs>
yeah, so dead stupid. body in that fucking match. Yeah. One time I was running in my cousin's yard and I tripped on a branch on a trunk. I'm always getting fucked up by trees. And I had I like a, wait, wait, wait. You had to up it up. You were like, it was a branch. I mean, a trunk, a big trunk. No, man, it was know. a trunk. It was a trunk. No, what it was was a root. You began getting tripped up by little weak ass branches. It was a twig. It was a twig. It was a fucking. You tripped over your own feet. It was a popsicle stick. <laughs> no, it was the root coming out of the, the you know? And I was running with a sparkler. Oh, God. Right up my nose with it. I, I, put, I put a lit sparkler up my nose and it like singed the inside of my nose. Holy For years shit. and years, I felt up there that there was like a, like a, like a, I skewered like my fucking nose. That's, like, that's a wild injury. And it hurt so bad. And I just started like just oh, punching the ground, hurt. dude. I was just <laughs> punching the ground. I get like. But I'm not like a drywall puncher. Are you yeah. a wall puncher? Oh no, no, that's so silly. So I know a boxing you fix trainer it. who punched a, a cement wall. He what? does the projects. Dogs, you know those on a <laughs> yeah, sheetrock. Yeah. Oh, he amazing. knew better. Dude, do you ever talk about that on stage? No. That is fucking hilarious. He dude. knew better. And his shit was swollen. And he's holding his job is to get your he plays patty cake with white women. <laughs> what are you doing to your hands? You gotta protect your hands. Wall, dude. That's he punched a concrete like you live in you lived in the projects your entire life. Crush his whole fucking hand. His shit was like this. And then he's telling people, I fell off my bike because he didn't want to tell people, you know, he didn't want to admit that he has Anger issues. Anger issues. Yeah. She was like this, bro, <laughs> for months because he's like our age, so she doesn't heal God the way you damn it, man. So let me ask you, you know, your daughter gets whacked in the face with the, with the swing, right? Now, do you think it's okay for you to post that up on kids getting hurt and go, you know, whoops, LOL, blah, 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 I, and I it gets it millions of hits, it, but now it's out there forever. What's her in 10 years? Is she in therapy going like, I really wish my dad didn't fucking... No, no, I think it's fine. I think it's how you react to it and what your intent is. Listen, I have an abortion joke about my daughter, which I was very tentative about sharing. The first time I brought it to the cellar, her mother wasn't available. She was coming home from work late. So I bring her to the cellar on stage with Jim Norton. Uh, and he's, you know... I mean, this is a bit that he talks about him. a lot. Yeah. And he's like, uh, hey, doc, we just sit down. It's in the underground. And he's like, hey, doc, uh, me and my wife are wondering why she can't get pregnant. And he's like, it doesn't help that she has a dick. You know? Yeah, so my daughter yeah, yeah, that. yeah. Then Zana Gar goes on hammering her family. Then I closed out the show. But I made it a point not to do the abortion bit because she was there. It was the first time at the show. Yeah. But then she comes up. I did the beacon with Chris, and I wanted to do that bit. And I was telling my wife. My wife was like, listen, you know the rapport that we have with y'all. We communicate. Do what you want to do. You Being the... the, the who you are on stage at that stage yeah. is what's most important. So do your thing. Yeah. And I did it. And beforehand, I did tell her, I was like, you know, I got jokes and they're just a cartoon version of like life. Yeah. And I explained that. And after the show, she seemed fine. In 20 years, I'm not sure. But, you know. I know, man. Yeah. I think about that yeah. where it's like everything a kid does that's like fucked up is online. And if it goes viral, yeah, then but it's you know, like, the intent is a joke and they all words the intent's like, a joke. Yeah, yeah totally. and like the love and communication I have with her, that's well, what it is. Well, you, yeah, of yeah. course, cuz you're a great dad. Yeah, if, but, if but some, I did think about that. And if I would have had a good video of, of the of the swing hitting her and I would have had it, um Immediately. the fact that she responded so well to it I would, but if she was like really hurt, maybe I wouldn't. Yeah, you put some like Rocky music behind it, and it's just like her, like my <laughs> my daughter, up. the hero. She's yeah. not shadow boxing. She's boom, taking them back. Yeah, dude, that's awesome. Yeah. She's does she does she train with you? Do you ever train? You know with what? It's on and off. I don't push her, but you know, how it, old is she now? She's uh, she's gonna be tw uh, twelve on Saturday. Damn, yeah. dude. Christmas I won't be baby. around. I got a I got a spot at the at the, at the pair. Hey, fuck it. <laughs> 
priorities, We're going to have man. a good time. I love you, buddy. Yo, likewise, Pop. Thank Mine's you so much. Like, yo, you saw about Swigs blocking you? I let this block. I, I like, know. Oh, Punch that stuck. fucking shit, dude. <laughs> Go follow Sergio, everybody. Thank you so much for watching. We'll Appreciate see you next you. week. Peace. Peace.